Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to the wise men say podcast um after monday's glowing reviews of the monday show with gareth and stephen i'm back to ruin your week and talk about the metro timetable and walruses and to help me do that is uh, richard easterbrook hello hello <laughs> people can't really follow that can we from monday no not really um, and i kind of don't want to talk about all of that again so well no no, I mean you're right. Like I, I did the the reaction show on on Saturday with with Eleanor and Mick, and said I listened back to it earlier just to make sure I was I agreed with what I said. Sometimes I don't. Like, like wearing your own band t shirt. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, I always listen back for audio quality purposes. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I was really funny there, wasn't it? It's not what you were saying earlier. <laughs> but I said, listen to that. <laughs> I listened back and it was, yeah, I agreed with it. I agreed. Luckily, I agreed with everything <laughs> I said. So I, I, I don't feel any need to to add anything more to it. And it's not like I'm being silent on the, on the issue because I don't like talking about it. It's just that we've processed it. Uh, yeah. I'm still, I mean, I'm still angry about what went on in a week before it, but but I've said everything I wanted to say on it. And it's not- yeah, I mean, I haven't really, I haven't, spoken about it after the game but to be honest I've said all I had to say on it before the match to be honest I did the podcast last week but obviously I did some other radio stuff as well where the game was the game became and this isn't like you know this isn't a stupid thing to say I don't think the game almost became not secondary that would be stupid but all anyone wanted to talk about in the build-up was when you know you did five live, I did five live, did yeah, BBC Newcastle. All anybody wanted to talk about was the stuff off the field. Yeah. The game almost well, certainly as the game unfolded, it just became you know a formality that Newcastle were going to win the game. Um, and it was just like I don't want to go over it. normally, you know, on this pod, although to preview show, we, we'd go over the, the game at the weekend and be like, oh, well, what we can take from that. I just don't want to take anything from it, to be yeah, honest. I think the, the the stuff that the club did. I know you said we're not going to talk about it, but like this, the club, the stuff that the club did. I'm not. I won't forgive them for that. Really, to be honest, it's it's a big. It's going to take something pretty substantial for them to make that up. And I think even yeah. if they did, that's always going to be there. You know the, the images and you know whatever whatever happened and blah 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 etc. I just don't think. For whatever reason, they cared or understood. 
the magnitude of quite what they were doing and how it's going to affect things moving forward and, you know, the relationship that they've, well, I would say, tried to build with the fans. They've kind of done some things, you know, they haven't done everything. Not everything's been terrible over the over the last few years, but I think once the football stops masking some things, you know, there's no leeway and there certainly isn't any leeway now. Like what, what they've done over the last week has been nothing short of farcical, comical, disgraceful. Yeah. Throw all the words you want to at it. Um, yeah, there was it, um, there was when I was on when I was on Five Live last week. There, they interviewed Lee Clark before. before uh, I listened game, to that before yeah. the game. I was, and I found myself agreeing with him. And he was speaking about like what the decent thing is to do. And it's like you've asked the worst person yeah. to, to know what to do in the in you know in yeah. terms of decency. So what I'd do is I'd put this T-shirt on, right? <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> like, even what Jordan fan in the world is, bro. Like, oh, yeah, he's incredible. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I was laughing because it was like, he's the most Geordie person I've ever had. <laughs> it was like having Michael from Partridge on. Yeah. Well, he was got, the, after, Lee Clark was great for us, to be fair. Oh, he um, was. And then you obviously, yeah. But I, that, that's kind of it, really. I, I didn't really spot. I just think it's nothing that anyone hasn't said before. I just think, like you know, they've, they've just put themselves in a hole that they're kind of not really going to get out of. The club is so stupid, and then followed on the back of like all the stuff that had gone over in the weeks previous, the point the manager that nobody wanted, and all of that sort of stuff, and then going, we're going to do this as well, by the way. Um, yeah. Which yeah, yeah it's, it's just, just like I'm just going to keep doing stuff just to wind you up, like. Yeah, the oh, really? it was my idea. Actually. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Fair play to uh, to to Gareth and Stephen for yeah, definitely covering it off so well, and also James Hunter as well, and uh, obviously send our um, uh, best wishes. He's not ill. He's just you nearly said con- you nearly said condolences there, didn't you? I was going to say send our best wishes, but it's the wrong <laughs> choice of words. So like all the best, all the best. To, to James, who's yeah, leave, leaving his role at um, Sunderland writer for the Chronicle, which means that the Chronicle, um, by extension, you know Newcastle Live, Sunderland Live will not have a Sunderland reporter working for them. No. Um, um, certainly not one with the experience that that James has. Um, I think he spoke re- he spoke really well on on the on the 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 kind of goings on behind the scenes to that, that led to this. Um, Omni shambles of a decision, um, not just one decision. It was many decisions taken across, you know, the last three weeks that have that have taken us to where we are. Um, but I think I think Monday drew a line over under it quite well, and we can't yeah. really add anything to it. That would no, no. I just just no, I can't to... add anything to it. No, I just wanted to kind of echo it really because I hadn't yeah. done. No, he works for he works for the Chronicle, not, not the Echo. <sighs> <laughs> Here's all the good night. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll draw a line under under that now, and, and uh, you know, try and move on. But I think it's not. It's quite as simple as that. It's certainly in terms of off the field stuff and bandy words like forgiveness around. But you know, it is at that level at this point. I think. Um, what? Who? Oh yeah. So we are playing. We're playing if switch on Saturday. Yeah, um, Saturday night. I know, yeah, Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's yeah. good, really. Um, Ipswich are second in the league, although they have had 
a little bit of a drop off in recent weeks because um, they were toe to toe at the top with Leicester, and they've had a few unfavorable unfavorable results of late. Although they are still in second place, I think the four points clear. I haven't looked at the table. I think the four points clear of third. The, yeah, the, the the three points three points clear of Southampton in third. That's the um, same thing, really. They haven't they haven't won in the last five. Uh, which, which, which is kind of like uh, brought in a clearer focus when you look at Southampton, who have won, <clears throat> won four and five. So Southampton are really kind of stealing a march and going for that second place, which, which was kind of like seen at the top two, kind of seen as locked out, weren't they? Um, like yeah, I mean, were locked locked down. I, I, I didn't agree with it personally, but, but yeah, you'd, I think you'd have put good money on. On 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 that being the case, you know, a month ago, and it's it just shows how the championship can can change so much. It is, no, it, it is. I'd I'd kind of always had the, the thing that Ipswich may drop off, but then when I watched them play, I was like, no, nah, they don't look like they're going to. And then they just kept winning. So it was like, well, they would have probably started to falter by now. It's it just sort of over the Christmas period where they did um, start to drop off a little bit. Um, it's still an ominous trip, though, this. I think on the back of everything that's happened over the last fortnight at the club, even on the field, you know, the the thing, the games that we've had under Michael Beale um, have been kind of, at best, I'd say, functional. Mm. Um, and at yeah. worst, at worst, kind of underwhelming and you know lacking somewhat. But it's difficult to go in on him too much in terms of the league games because we picked up you know seven points over Christmas. Um, to the, an awful performance at Rotherham, but two you know pretty decent performances at Hull and um, at home to Preston. You can't you know they're two good wins there. Um, yeah. So league-wise, you know, unbeaten in three. Um, and I don't know, though, it just feels like one where if switch it, the way we've started to play under under Bale is ponderous. And if switch well, aren't, aren't ponderous, if switch will go no. off, much like they did on the opening day of the season. That they... Yeah. We we just kind of played into their hands on on the opening day. Um I'm, my concern, and I know it's still early days for this with, with with Michael Beale. I'm just concerned that games tend to happen to Michael Beale. He doesn't like mastermind yeah. a victory. It just happens that he's in the touch. He's on the touchline at the time, and he's in the dugout. Yeah, and it's been despite like, him being the manager. Yeah, and he can't really explain how something's happened. Like we were all saying like, at the at the Preston game, it was like, oh, it was great second half. He, you know, he he managed that game out so well, and I'm, I've 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 since heard that 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 wasn't really the case. And yeah, like, oh, I can't really explain it to be honest. Like, yeah. it happened. Now I was concerned that we were out possessed in that game. We were out XG'd as well, but I suppose that's down to the fact that I'm not interested you know, in any of that. No, well, Alex Pritchard's goal was a. You know, shot from distance, so it doesn't really come into the XG because it was probably a very low XG chance. Um, but it is quite instructive and it is quite indicative of 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 like 
how a team is playing. And that has dropped off under Beal. The possession has dropped off and we're no longer controlling games as much as we did under Tony Mowbray. And that is a concern. And when you talk about style of play, I can't see it. And that it's early days. And it's it's difficult to say and people might think I'm being really harsh, but I'm just very concerned this very early stage. I'd, um I wouldn't I'd like I'd really disagree with this because like <clears throat> look like you know, Bill's come in and it's like great. The manager <clears throat> that, you know, no one wanted and probably still don't want deep down and it's kind of you gotta kind of get behind him, you know, and 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 I'm sure he'll do his very best for Sunderland Football Club. It just feels though that like this isn't a long term manager. Like he just doesn't have, he doesn't seem to have the. You know, I hope I'm often wrong. You know, and oh yeah, yeah, I am. I sure. hope I am. I just don't get it. He doesn't seem to have the. Charisma is probably the wrong word, but he doesn't seem to have it as a manager, like to be the front of everything. He doesn't seem to be that guy. I'm sure he's a great, he might well be a great coach, and I'm sure he is. Obviously, you know, he's coaching, he's highly rated as a coach. That's not really, that's not not under any question. He just seems, he just looks beaten. (laughs) He just constantly looks like he's like on the back foot all the time, and that. That may well be indicative of the situation he's came into, to be honest. Yeah. But, but that, just, that said, he's not coming to like he's not coming to a complete It's not been fire, really. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I I'm seeing echoes of 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 David Moyes. And I, I feel that there's something going on when when we've got a young squad that's very attacking and very mm. exciting to watch. And they turn in a performance like they did against Rotherham. That was really. And you think, and you think what's what's he said to them? I know he's not had long run a training ground, which now we might, you know, tomorrow night we might, well, Saturday night we might see the fruits of his of his labour because we've had a full week on the training yeah. ground with them for the for the first time uh, since he came in. So you might say something different, but like, what's he saying to them in the training no. session? Like, it's weird, whispering their ears, going, "You're not, you're not good enough." You're not very good, by the way. I think, like, it's so weird because, 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 like, in his defense, he he came in not at a good time. He came in not at a good time, you know, with what, you know, the things that they were about to do off the field, Mm. et cetera. But also, taking over Christmas is is not easy. There won't be any time on the training ground. He literally probably managed four games in 10 days or whatever it was. Um, he also inherited that Newcastle game. He, he, you know, he, he took over a team that were going to be playing Newcastle. Um, that said, he did absolutely nothing to try and win that game or try and keep us in no. the ball. And that was the main concern for him. He, he just sort of, he, he's kind of used the the squad's really young. It's like, yeah, I know, but you knew that when you took it. Yeah, and. You could have at least tried to do something, and I think yeah. he's I looking behind him on the dugout and going like that. That bench, that bench is pretty young. Well, you chose yeah. that bench, mate. Like, yeah, I know. Like you've literally taken, you know, you've taken. And I think I hope that's not a sign of things to come because one of the criticisms that 
was quite rightly levelled at, at Mowbray was the fact that he took too long to make substitutions and he didn't have a plan B. Mm. Um, well, <laughs> to make one change in a game, you know, against your biggest rivals, I know, you know, there were mitigating factors. They were, they, were, they were a better side than us. There's no, you know, that's just not an argument. And we were expected to lose the game. But if that sort of moves into Saturday, like we're probably expected to lose at Ipswich. So if we're losing 2 0 at Ipswich, he's just not going to bother. He's just going to go, oh, well. Oh, he's only nineteen. I'm not going to bother bringing him on, you know. And you've got yeah. Oshish on there as well, who, for all, hasn't probably lived up to what we might have thought. He, you know, he could. He was worth a go, and I think some of the players you've got on there were, were worth a go rather than just not doing anything. A, a Jack Clark clearly was having a terrible day. Yeah. Um, nothing was working. The three nil, two nil down. You might as well have took him off, to be honest, and tried something. You know, we're going to lose the game anyway. Um, I hope that's not a sort of thing of ponderous decisions from the manager to, or just the flat out refusal to do anything um, to come in the league games because I think you know the the league games he took over um, certainly Coventry and maybe Hull may well have been Dodds picking the team anyway because Bale's just come in so I don't know I don't know if it's something to read into or if it was like a one-off because it was a cup game and it was he was taking it as a oh, well, we'll write that one off um, yeah. but I don't know I don't, I, I don't know I don't know what to do team wise what, what do you do what does he do Roberts is knackered so yeah Roberts still broken um, yeah that's it's very he's very limited in, in, in terms of what he does he is uh, as, 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 it's like, I mean it's, it's like kind of outclassed as we were on Saturday. Don't think anyone out there would, would have done badly enough for me to go. It's probably best we take him out the firing line for a bit. Job. Like Yeah. But he he's he's shown that he, he can follow a bad game with 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 a match winning game. Yeah. So and, you know, against the championship opposition he might he he'll probably have a better time of it. Um I still think there's there's an issue in in where how we play going forward when we don't have Roberts in the side. You know, we looked okay against Preston, but I mean, it's it's not really you can't really say much about the Newcastle game. But we kind of play with this imbalanced, you know, a lack of a winger. So we've got, you know, we've got Pritchard technically playing on the right, but he's not. He's he's not playing on the right. He's 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 playing right across well, the. <clears throat> It's, yeah, you it kind of lose. Sorry, it, it, no, no. It's just it's just a bit. It's a bit confusing and it's a bit confused. No, so, yeah, I agree. It, it, it kind of worked against Preston because Preston thought, "Oh well, we'll put two on Jack Clark and that left the other side free." But Newcastle just went, "No, we'll Trippier will just deal with him," and then they just left. Burn and Gordon to maraud down the left-hand side, and it was like this hasn't. It, it just looked a bit of a mess. And I think all mm. you mentioned. I just think he's a, he looked he looks at his best when he's up front. I find him really quite ineffective in the middle. Yeah. Like even in a ten, I, I, he doesn't. For me, he doesn't offer a lot there. I think you got to if he's going to play, he needs to play up front. For, personally, that's how I feel. He's yeah. the most effective. Yeah, no, I agree. I know. Um, 
Uh, Dodds did it, didn't he, against, I think it was West Brom. He played him up front. Yeah, and then he put him up front against Leeds. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's for me, he has he has the attributes of a striker. And I think he could be he could be the answer. And I I've, I don't know. I just think our striking options are so poor. I think even with Russ written, you know, getting that goal against Preston. He's just not a striker yeah. though, does he? No. Like not an out and out strike not not like a footballer. For me, why don't you stick Job up front and put Rusin out on the white on the right? Say yeah. so against Newcastle, I think you know, he looked like a lost boy almost up front. And then but he isn't a boy, yeah. he's twenty five. Like um so I do like but I do like him. Like I, and it's not a, it's not massively a criticism of him, you know that that Newcastle game. I think for him, he can almost take an isolation and be like, "Well, he was hung out dry a little bit, but he also didn't have the the presence or the you know the nous almost to to get anything out of the the defenders." Um, so I would I would do that. I'd I'd play him out wide and Joe up front, and then the middle you don't really have a choice. Matete is seemingly he just doesn't like him. So yeah, well he's he's fit. He hasn't even, hasn't even I, don't, I don't know if he's even been brought, well, he's not been named on the bench, I don't think, or he's not No, been, I just think that's ludicrous, it. to be honest. Like, you've got, like, you know, you've got no other central midfield options. Yeah. You, 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 what, there's nothing to lose there by putting Mateta on the bench. What if Neil gets injured or Ekwell gets injured and you're going to have to put Pritchard in there and then you lose him? Mm. Yeah. It seems silly to me, you know. I don't, you know, he can do what he wants at the end of the day. Yeah, right. He, yeah, he, he largely does. Yeah, he um, does. You meant you mentioned um, Pritchard there. I think that's the one thing I wholeheartedly agree with 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 Michael Beale on, and and he spoke today about his importance to the side, and I'm I'm, I'm really chuffed to to see him getting a getting a like an increased role in the side after being yeah. kind of. To being kind of shut out, really, under Tony Mowbray. Uh, I know there's reasons for that. You know, the club actively trying to move him on. Um, I know they said he had was that some kind of yarn that spun in the summer about having personal issues and he wanted to move. But you, you don't see that in games, and he, you know, he's 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 very important for us when he comes off the bench, and he's been very useful for us when he's been starting games. I think there's no reason why he shouldn't continue in the side. He's been really important. Well, you should play every game. Yeah, absolutely. As long as he can, you know, as long as he's fit. Isn't he 30? People are saying that as if he's like, you know, Keith Richards in the Rolling Stones. He's not 30. It's fine. It's it's, it's mad because, like, the... He's thirty years old, and you, but you take him out of the team, and obviously, you know, you, we've lost for all, you know, the, the faults football-wise. You've Dax not there, you know, mm. he, he's was the, he was some experience. Um, Evans is he doesn't even get mentioned in the injury updates now. Um, there's no expert, like there's no one. Like Pritchard isn't there. That everyone's in their twenties, I think. 
Um, and I think 09 would be the oldest at, what, 28? Yeah. And then you've probably got Roberts, and he's only, what, 26? Like, it, it, it's so young. And for them to go through... The, like, this season, it feels like it's gone on forever. Like, they've, they've, there's been so much upheaval and so many, you know, there's so many things have happened and and that's just in the space of the last month. It's the need someone like Pritchard, he can't leave this month, surely. Like, that absolutely can't happen. No, no. Well, I'd, I'd, I would have disagreed with it back in, in you know, in August. I, would, I didn't want him to leave. Um and I'm, I'm so glad he didn't because had we been left with semi-fit, not fit, injured Bradley Dack of like EV2, like what would what would we have done in those in those games where we've needed a presence off the bench? We've seen Dak come off the bench and do yeah. precisely precisely nothing. Maybe it's not fair on the guy because he's not fully fit. No, um, not I even do. not even partially fit. He's, he's yeah. you know like in terms of conditioning, he's miles off. Like, when he came off the bench against Stoke, and he nearly brought the bench with him, like it, 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 <laughs> it's the Ricardo seat, like stuck in his ass. <laughs> Honestly, I've not. And I, but it, before that, like two weeks before, he was like fine, and then all of a sudden, he just seemed to like he was so out of shape. It was and he's not really recovered from that, to be honest. Like he's all since then. He's he got that injury, didn't he? he scored against Southampton, and then he got a, a knock, and. He's, since then, he, he's just looked so far off the pace. Uh, yeah. I don't play for us again, to be honest. Well, it looked like he got, he got he holds, starting boxing there. Like, when... mm. looked like he got himself into decent nick. Like, bef- yeah. like before the Southampton game, he was looking sharp when he came off the bench, and then, and then, then it's gone backwards. I don't know what he's right. Well, I don't know what's what part of his diet is. Is he on like too much rusk or something? I don't know. Like, heavily. Heavily carb based or something. I don't know. Chips. But yeah, had 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 left. Letting him sit and eat chips and mayonnaise. Like, you know, doesn't seem like the the lifestyle that they both lead. Like No. He's no, probably got gout. Yeah, that's it. Bradley Dax got gout. Bradley Dax has gout. Yeah. We don't do episode titles anymore, do we? We don't, but we should for this. <laughs> no, I like had 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 Alex Pritchard left in August. At this stage of the season, would have been knackered, and and I think had we gone out into the transfer market, would have been looking for a player with Alec Pritchard's. <laughs> you know, I hate I, this. Is what really annoys me about what the clubs say they want in terms of players and what we need in terms of players. It's like, yeah, well, I had that in Ross Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, that's water that's so far under the bridge now. It's it's, it's gone. But when we're talking about getting rid of Jack Clark, we'd have to replace him with Jack Clark. Yeah, Clark's the weird one because he's like such a freak in terms of getting anyone anywhere near as good as. I know that there's this argument of well, he was rubbish against Newcastle, so like you know he might struggle. It was one game, you know, like they just did yeah. a job on him. It was nothing was waiting for him. They did a job on him, as we've seen Championship teams do a job on him. You know like, exactly. That. Um, but he's such a freak in terms of getting anyone near as good as him on a permanent basis, which after all is the model, um, is going to be so difficult to do. I think selling him in in January would probably signal 
I'm going to say, I said it, uh, it would signal the end of the season, really, if you sold him in January, because it's going to be so difficult. No, because, but <laughs> it, it would be so difficult to, to sell him now and, and to replace him adequately. You'd have to get someone on loan, you know, of an Ahmad or like Carvalho who's just gone to, to Hull. You'd have to get someone on loan and then address it in the summer. Um, yeah. I just think selling them in January would just, you know, have you given up on this season? Because remarkably, we're still sixth despite everything that's gone on. And yeah. if you, I think we're only two points behind West Brom. You do beat Ipswich. You could go above them and you could go above Ipswich. And it's like the, this league is batshit. We could have easily found ourselves 12th, you know, but we haven't and we're still in the playoffs despite all of the turmoil that it feels like. And it's sort of... Yeah. It's just been a rambling podcast. I do apologise. But, like, there's nothing... It just feels like the way the season is at the minute. It's just like no one really knows what to expect or what to do or... Uh, I don't know. It's just... I don't know what else to say. Did we get any questions? We've got a couple, yeah. I think it just just... I'm I'm kind of with you on what you said earlier in the week about it being at a crossroads. Um, I think the club's actions this month will largely dictate their intentions. Um, yeah, yeah. But I also said that about Tony Mowbray's replacement, and yeah, well, spot on. You kind you kind of see in the club's intentions writ quite large, and I, I just just want more people to 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 realise. That perhaps promotion might not be on top of the to-do list for this season. Yeah. If it is, if it is, they're going like a really weird way about it. Trying even harder to derail it this season than they did last season. Yeah, <laughs> like what? What? What else they got up the sleeve? Is he going to give the stadium away now? Or are we going to play all of the games away? Play. I think we're going to play every game in the car park now. It'll be good though, actually. Would yeah. be. be lots of injuries. Brad, bad for Bradley Dack. Yeah, Bradley, Bradley Dack's injuries. Yeah. Still really aggravate his gout. <laughs> um, so yes, we, we definitely has gout. Did get, yeah, he definitely has it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
system. Uh, we have got a few questions. Um, uh, Rook uh, Rodeo um, said something else. I've just read the wrong one out. Um, Hazy said, "Sorry, it's not. It wasn't a bad one." Um, Hazy uh, at Safk Number One Ne said, "Would you rather have free one-year Metro Pass or an electric scooter?" Uh well, probably the Metro to be honest, because I. One, of, I take it it means one of them orange scooters. Well, they're 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 gone now, like. Well, but like that sort, of, I couldn't go to work on that, so probably a matter no. of faster and it's more practical, isn't it? I tried. I, I was a big fan of the orange ones. Um, quite often used them. I've only um, ever been on one once. On the, I'm actually. I'm no. I'm not going to tell that story. No, it's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was quite good for getting to the pub. Um, just getting, just getting to the pub. Uh, which, like, when I when I go to the harbour, obviously, like, to get to the pub from 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 town was often quite difficult. Yeah. If you, you know, you'd have to get the bus, and just jump on a scooter. And the the orange ones were great. They were always in a good position. Jump on, and you get up to like eighteen kilometers an hour or something. They were quite nippy. But the new ones, like that came in after that, were rubbish, and you couldn't park at the bus station. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I put them in the designated thing, then you. Yeah, and it was halfway up Olive Street, and I put it in, and it was like, no, you're not in the right area. <laughs> and I put it back, and I was like, no, and it kept charging us. So I got in an argument with them, and it was like over email after I'd gone on the bus that I could still see. Like I was looking at my phone, I could still see the dot, and it was active, and I was being charged for it. <laughs> Like I am no longer on this scooter. Please end end this journey. How fast do you think this scooter goes? <laughs> I've, Fifty I've, miles an hour. I've, I've thrown the scooter in the sea. But no, I would I would actually I would go for the scooter. Um wow. if it was my own personal scooter because like but that's different for me because I'm in I'm in CM. Um Yeah, well the matter useless to you yeah exactly i'm it's a mile from the train station to be fair it's useless to everyone but it's more useful <laughs> to me than it is to you yeah i'm a mile from the train station and i'd happily just jump on a on my scooter and get the train yeah you'd have to thing is, you'd have to pick up your train your, your scooter when you were drunk there oh yeah i don't have to drive the metro i just have to sit on it with the heating on yeah yeah <laughs> Had the heating on on, the, on this morning. It was great, actually. It was quite relaxing. The I got on. I think it was the twenty past seven, and uh, it was like you know it's chilly outside. It's like oh, it'd be nice and what. And it's just like you know when you step off the plane on holiday, it's like that, but the inverse. You step off the plane into a wall of heat in like Mallorca, and you just stand at the metro station and step onto this furnace of a train, just heating, just blasting because. The central control is broken and cannot be fixed. Yeah, it's Has just to, it's can only be fixed amazing. if it's like in the in Gosforth or something. Is that right? They have to, in order to turn the heating off, the train has to go above an inspection pit. That's it. Like, which yeah. is usually used to, you know, fix like the engine, like. <laughs> Not to just, it's a bit warm on here, mate. Can you turn it? To, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. I'll just pull into the depot. Yeah. What? 
That's all right. Be about, be about two hours. Yeah. Well, then alternatively, they don't have the heating on, and it's absolutely freezing. So it's not fit for purpose. But that's another conversation. Anyway, did we get any I more? Like, I like Park. I like Park Lane because it's a complete mystery as to when the next metro is due. They've got a big board in the middle of it. You walk in, and it's like it just goes. Well, welcome. Yeah. Like, doesn't doesn't tell you when your next train's due. So you go down the steps and it's like, yeah, it's due. Flow's due, never turns up. I love no. it. Just it's just it's you know the level of mystery that you get. I'm gonna be sad when they fix it. Cause uh, I'll have nothing to whinge about. Yeah, but there's always oh. teething problems, isn't there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I forward to that. Well, I'll have the crossover of having the new and the old ones on at the same time. Oh yeah. That's gonna be quite exciting. Yeah. Right, uh, another question from Stephen Scott. If you shave your dog to look like a lion, do you think other dogs would be frightened of him? What, my dog? Well, I not really <laughs> <laughs> It's going to have to be really brutal. Frank, oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'd have to, no, well, it wouldn't work with Frank, would it? Um, I don't know. I could quite, probably not. They'd probably just go, Gary, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Like I think it would, it would work with with Teddy because he's quite a hirsute dog, but I don't understand. Do you think dogs know that another dog is a dog, or do they think, think it's just? Do they just think that that hairy animal over there smells all right to me? I'm going to go and have a sniff of its ass, or is it I, go? Oh, that looks like a Bedlington Terrier. I'm going to go over and sniff it. Well. Do they understand breeds? Do they understand? Well, they definitely understand breeds because Frank only really likes other sausage dogs. Yeah. So, like, they obviously do understand. But I don't know if that's just like, I don't know if he knows it's a dog or if he just goes, oh, that looks a bit like me. Well, yeah, do they know, do they like, know what you look like? <laughs> oh, I so, look like that. Because like, some dogs go absolutely dogs nuts when you, when you show them, when you, like, hold them up to a mirror. Or, oh, like, I did that them. once. If they see themselves in the oven door, but Ted Teddy doesn't care. Nah, he has no interest. No, but Frank's not that clever, so I, I don't know if he. I don't know. I, I don't think they'd be scared. I think they'd probably just go to the dog group chat and go, hey, "Have you seen what he's doing? Are we there?" But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I know someone who shaved like the dog, like a number one all over, but left the mustache, so it just looked like that's quite. Real. That's all beards, you know, them bearded. <laughs> Um, what they're called, the the like oh, the call man, oh, schnauzers. Ah, them, yeah. So they had a really big, long beard. They look <laughs> like beard meets food. I mean, fair. <laughs> right, like a hipster. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Someone out of ZZ Top. Yeah, a dog just fuming. Like, what have you done? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, final question. We've only had like three questions. Somebody else asked about. Black Cat's Bar. I'm um, not bad. Well, I think we've covered that off fairly, fairly well. Just listen to every other podcast that we've done. Um, uh, this is a final question from Rob. Would you rather Sunderland were owned by Saudi Arabia or have to have Callum McFadden as a permanent house guest? <laughs> can I go? Can we have a halfway? Can Sunderland <laughs> owned by Callum McFadden? <laughs> <laughs> Probably could own us now. Or put a good word in for Ryan Reynolds to buy us. Yeah, yeah, he could do that. 
make yeah. you want to in the first place. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I don't want to be owned by them really. I I I don't. But Callum McFadden seems a bit of a dick to be honest. I don't really. I just keep him out of the way. He can have the he can have the full point. He can own the club. <laughs> Callum McFadden can own the club. Yeah. He doesn't come as cross across as the most charismatic fella. Um, no, I just think he's in your house. He's just going to be just there, isn't he? Yeah. Like, can like you a little annoying house guest. Uh, uh, oh. You put the bin out. Uh, got I've got to you, you, you put the freezer stuff away. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you do that? What are you doing tonight? I've got to go to Wrexham. Oh, you're still all right. You're still above Wrexham. All right. <laughs> uh, we live in Eastport using... then. You fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. did, did you have to borrow my car when you got your own? <laughs> yeah. This year. Yeah, I don't even have a car, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> Whose car have you taken? Whose car have you taken and why are you living in my house? Yeah, that's it in terms of questions. All right, well, it's good. Just checking X now. No, nothing more. Well, so. it's been nice to answer them questions, really. Yeah. Thanks for all your questions. Um, yeah, there's a new seal. I mean, hey, I'm, there's a new seal that I'm obsessed with in Australia, which is wrecking people's lives. Um, oh right, not like the guy who sings "Killer." Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Roads. that's a good song. That really uh, let me know if you like it. Um, it's the sound <laughs> of the summer. <laughs> um, yeah, there's this seal. Check that out. I can't remember what it's called. Just Go on TikTok if you're like me, nine years old, and put um, Seal Australia. It's terrorizing everyone. It's great. Love them. Cool. Um, but that's it, I think, other than, you know, other than that. I'll check that Seal out. You should. You should do. Um, I don't know what's happening pod wise after the game. I won't be doing it though. Um, I imagine Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday. Um, as we look at ah next Friday night's game against Hull City, actually, yeah. Well, I do like a Friday night game. I might go to that one. <laughs> It'd be ni- nice to be back in the North Stand for it. <laughs> yeah, unless we give them, you know, unless we let the whole fans sit there. Um, <laughs> we'll turn it into a Zoom just full of ties. <laughs> Good, Good news. Going to go down to you say, fuck yeah, gee. <laughs> oh, yeah, with all the tigers in, yeah. Sorry about well, but... <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't even apologise for moving us, so they're not going to apologise for turning the North Stand into a zoo. So. <laughs> they could turn into a zoo. It'd be, it'd be better, really. Um, well, on that note, and, uh, you know, and the North Stand Zoo, it's, uh, it's time to, to say goodbye as... Uh, <laughs> Enjoy your weekend and stuff, and thanks for listening.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.